0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons through the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, you, Lord to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Seems like everyone that I've Spoken with over the last few days has made some kind of comment about how good it was to have the sunshine back. As indeed it is, because one of our meteorologists I heard say there were 15 days in a row where we had little to no sunshine. And somehow that affects us all. It can kind of depress us just a little bit. But in our first reading this morning we heard Job lamenting how his life on earth, his drudgery, How he was enduring months of misery, troubled nights that seemed to drag on and on, days that come to an end without hope, worries that he should never see happiness again. And I think most of us can relate in some way to Job's story. This winter sickness has been all too common. Inflation has caused financial worries that often bring on sharp tempers and maybe even sleepless nights. So many seem to be dealing with family dysfunction. Attitudes prevail that demand if we don't completely agree with each other, then somehow we're enemies or traitors. And don't even mention politics, of course. All this leaves many of us searching for healing and happiness. And then we throw in the events in the world around us as war and military action seem to grow ever more in our world, a cause for anxiety and alarm. Violence and drug use still cause so much fear and anxiety, families torn apart, and even among our young, mental health issues still seem to grow, sometimes even ending with suicide. So yeah, I believe we can all understand, as Job laments and says, woe is me. And when we were surrounded and defeated by sickness, sadness, and misery, it's not always easy for any of us to find happiness, hope, and healing. This morning I want to tell you about a man named Venicio. Venicio is from a little town in northern Italy. He suffers from a non-infectious genetic disease. But this disease left him covered from head to toe with ugly growths, swellings, and even open bloody sores. And because of his unsightly condition, he's been pushed to the side of society. The way people react to the sight of him has caused him to rarely go out in public. But a few years ago, members of his family brought him to Rome where they were able to attend a papal audience. This was right after Pope Francis became Pope. And after the Pope spoke, as he normally does, he went down to greet the pilgrims. He saw Vinicio and immediately moved towards him. Pope Francis embraced him and even kissed the sores on the poor man's face. Pictures were taken and published all over the world. venicio suddenly was a celebrity. But it was much more than that. His value and dignity had been affirmed by the healing love offered by Jesus through the hands of Pope Francis. And after his encounter with the Pope, Vincencio said, he helped me up and embraced me. It was like paradise. I felt only love. My friends, today we must remember the love of Jesus heals. In our gospel today, one of the Lord's new disciples at that time, Simon Peter, had sickness in his family. His mother-in-law was suffering from a fever. A fever may not seem like too much to us nowadays, but in those days, any infection often ended in a quick death. Jesus simply took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her, for the love of Jesus heals. And our scripture today reminds us that we struggle with the many problems of life. We simply need to stop, slow down, and let Jesus lift us up. Let him love us. He sees us as his own daughters and sons. He wants us to be temples of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to open our hearts to his love and be healed. Our world suffers because so many out there choose death over life. So many choose to push God aside in want of material things and selfish desires. But Jesus' heart goes out to all and his love is there for all. And there are no sins and no afflictions that Jesus cannot heal. Today we're reminded that God will never run out of mercy. It is we who shut his mercy off from our lives. We make that decision. But if we just take his hand, then let the love of Jesus heal us. And when physical or mental problems develop, we often go to the experts, the professionals, and those in the medical field spend many years learning their professions and even more time developing their skills. We often take them for granted, but we must remember they're not just medical people. They are the healing hands of Christ, for through them, the love of Jesus heals. But even the best doctors are limited in what they can do. Some time ago, I received a call from a family member asking me to visit with a young couple who had just found their six-month-old baby dead in their crib. And this person was asking me to visit with that young couple. I was told neither parent was particularly religious. Were they currently attending any church? I immediately met them at the funeral home as they were coming to make arrangements. And before we had much chance to talk, they asked if they could see their little baby. And a minute or two later, the funeral director came out carrying this beautiful little girl wrapped in a blanket and placed her in her mother's arms. I'm sure you can imagine the grief the heartbreaking moans and tears that filled that small room. Not sure there's anything worse than losing a child. And it was almost three hours that I sat with them as they passed that little bundle back and forth between them, continually hugging their little girl and each other as the tears soaked the baby's blanket. Occasionally I would offer words of prayer, support, as they mourned the loss of that sweet child. But mostly we supported each other in the deep silence of unimaginable grief. Afterwards, we prayed together as we all asked that same age-old question, the same question Job was asking this morning. Why, God? Why? And before I left, they asked me if I would preside at the funeral liturgy the next day. And then the young mother was thanking me for being with them. She reached out and gave me a very long hug. And then she said something, something I really wasn't expecting. But she said she knew now that no matter what happens, she knew that her baby girl would always be in the arms of our Savior. Even in the midst of such overwhelming sadness and suffering, the love of Jesus had already begun to heal. And somehow, I was healed in ways I still don't understand sitting with them for those three hours. Many of us here have lost loved ones. Some of you have lost children. and You've been very sick yourselves. You may have wondered yourself if your own time has come Will this ailment or disease take you now or maybe later down the road? For the human part of us can be very much afraid. But rooted in our faith, our spiritual heart should remind us that the one who sweat tears in the garden as his own death approached. New sadness, new fear, and he knows exactly how we feel. We simply must trust in him, take his hand, and let the love of Jesus heal. Some among us receive physical healing rather quickly. Others receive healing in stages. And Sometimes we hear about a healing that seems like a true miracle. But all who are open to the love of Jesus can be healed and can come to trust in God. All receive spiritual healing as they struggle to unite their pain to the cross of Christ. And we are all called to carry Christ into our world. Just as St. Paul said in our second reading, he felt impelled to share the love of God with others. And if we believe in Christ and we trust in him, then we can refuse to join Job's cry of despair. And we are not alone, for Jesus can protect us from the doubts and despair that plague Job. And it's not just the hands of the Pope it's our hands. We are all called to reach out, to lift someone up, to open their hearts, to let the love of Jesus heal them. For he is there to give us the courage to walk with him, regardless of what life throws at us. In some way, I think we are all like Venicio, and we are all like this young couple. For all times, we must all deal with unbelievable loss and grief. We all lose hope. We may not have external sores, but every one of us has wounds. We all have scars, and certainly we all have fears. Brothers and sisters, Jesus sees you all, and he never turns away. Jesus is there to help us up. He wants nothing more than to love you and to be loved and to heal you. So today, take his hand, open your hearts to his great love. For it is only in his loving embrace that we can all find true healing.